0: Hey everyone and welcome to episode number 64 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And this guy's all smiles because he is a, about a week away from participating in the 2021 postseason Chicago White Sox pitcher, Lucas Giolito. Hello, Lucas. How are you? Good, good. How's it going, Chris? Doing great, man. I'm a little disappointed that you, um, you're not giving me a piggyback ride to uh, to start this show because I thought that was, um, that was really neat when you and you in the, look at you! you
1: look oh, like there's Burr.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's actually in the other room right now. He's staying with me at the moment. Who, that's who is Burr? The person who's who I gave the piggyback ride to.
0: Oh, that's nice.
2: A, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, that's really love. Now, how 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 much fun is this when you're in the in the middle of a champagne celebration like that? Oh, it's the best. There, there's no comparison. It's just, yeah. it's cold.
2: Uh, I don't know. It's just like pure joy. It's like returning to childhood pretty much, except with alcohol. So that makes uh-huh. it better.
0: Uh, you look to be like the center of the party, by the way. Did you no. enjoy this more than most?
2: Um, I enjoyed it a lot, but no, we, we were all having a good time.
1: And yeah, this- I was
2: I was gonna wear the goggles and then uh Lance said that the goggles are for softies, but it was a different word I'm not gonna say here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, goggles are gonna be right around my neck the entire time. Just
0: yeah in the eyes. Yeah, that's that has I don't know when the goggles became a thing, but yeah, more and more people have donned the goggles. Uh how much does this champagne sting? I mean come on it's not
2: bad. You're you're in the middle of like celebrating you don't even notice. It's okay. fine.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think this was after this was after game 2 of the doubleheader in Cleveland, right? Where you guys it was weird. You guys just lost a walk-off. Yeah. I think Mercado went deep. <laughs> yeah. Here you are. So ce- celebrating yeah, was, a championship.
2: <laughs> it was really funny because we win the first game. And we come in it It was we're playing two sevens it was split double header, so we actually did have a lot of time before the second one, and we walk
1: into the clubhouse and it's already set up somewhat, or I believe it was maybe I'm wrong.
2: I don't remember it was a long night, man, you know i <laughs> i it was like a question of, Oh, are we going to like pop bottles after the first game? Cause we actually clinched. And then we're like, no, we're not going to do that. Like guys have to get ready for game two. So played game two, ended up getting walked off, whatever. We walked into the the clubhouse and then it was like, all right, party time.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, all right. Uh,
0: it's interesting because now you have to kind of uh, get your focus back. And, At the time of this taping, it's not 100% certain it's going to be Houston, but it looks like it's going to be Houston. And it looks like the series will start down there. When do you guys start talking about rotation, uh, all that sort of stuff? Well, I'm sure that the coaching staff in
2: front office has been talking about it. We don't know very much. Um, I know that I'll be pitching one of the first couple games. That's about it. Uh, Other than that, I don't know. I think that we'll figure that out in the next week or so. Got
0: to be, right? Yeah, but does it matter to you? Because the guys that pitch one and two are going to be available, I believe, because of travel for four and five as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, the way I see it, I'll do whatever I can to win. So if I pitch game one and then I'm like in the bullpen in game three and start a game, whatever, that's fine. Uh, I don't care. It's whatever helps the team win and move to the next round. If I start game two and then I'm in the bullpen and game whatever, it's not
0: my call, but I'll just be ready to go for whatever they need. You happen to pitch your best game of the season against these Houston Astros. It was your first game back from the All-Star break and your awesome uh, Airbnb experience at Lake Tahoe mm. where the heat is blasting and your wife and the dogs weren't happy and you weren't happy. But you came out, you threw a complete game, three-hitter, dominance against the Astros. How much of
1: that can you take into the playoffs if that is indeed the team you're facing? Uh... I can take like
2: I don't know the experience, the some of the sequencing. I guess Uh, I there's a couple things about that game that kind of opened my eyes to like, oh, if I do this, I'm going to be successful. I don't want to like say it all, right? (laughs) Because I got you. Never know who's listening. Uh, But yeah, there's a couple things from that game in particular, especially since I'll be facing a lot of the same guys.
1: Last year,
0: you got your playoff feet wet. You pitched well in game one out in Oakland, but it was in front of nobody, right? It was in front of a bunch of cardboard cutouts. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get the ball in game one or two, you're going to be going against one of the most raucous fan bases around, and that place gets loud. I don't know if you've pitched there in front of a full house in Houston, but it's, I've been there for plenty of playoff games. It's loud. It's annoyingly loud. Mm. How does it change the way you operate? Do you have to slow yourself down? Do you have to calm yourself down? How does that work? Uh, it just makes it more fun
2: because it's louder, more people to shut up. That's pretty much it. That's what I like about pitching on the road. I really enjoy pitching on the road because you're making a bunch of people in the uh, stands upset. Wow. meanie. Yeah. I'm not Um, like that, you know, day-to-day life. I I want people to be happy, but when I'm competing, (laughs) I'm all about pissing people off. Can you hear, or is it just like white noise? No, I don't. Yeah, when it's like super loud, which, you know, during the course of the regular season, there's only a few times where it's like really, really loud, and it becomes straight white noise. Like, it's just like a background
0: because I, it always sounds deafening. Like I can't even hear the person I'm sitting next to. And I actually, you know, I work over at NFL network and I asked uh, Maurice Jones, drew the former running back. I said, how the heck do you play in a place when it's that loud? He goes, it's amazing. It's not loud down on the field. So you can actually hear conversations. You can hear your quarterback. So you can, it, it's not annoying to you. Right. Yeah. I, I don't have a
2: lot of experience like in, you know, fully packed, everyone on their feet screaming type mm. of games ever, to be honest. Uh, I'm trying to think like Yankee Stadium gets loud. Our place gets loud like when there's a big home run. <laughs> and it will, la- you know, th- that lasts for 10 seconds, 15 seconds. So. I don't really know much about, you know, a uh, playoff game environment other than what other guys have told me and my own experience. But that, like you said, that was in front of cardboard cutouts. So Not as loud. No. no. So it, it's essentially going to be like, just do my thing and feed off the energy. Whenever God. it gets louder, I always like enjoy my job more, so
0: we'll see. Did, did you notice last year when the playoffs started, um, even though it was a shortened season and it, it wasn't the regular 162, did you notice a, a turning of the vibe in terms of the guys once the playoffs started? Like, do things change? Because you guys have to be the same people every day or you won't make it in Major League Baseball for six months
1: now your season comes down to a few days do things change i don't think so we're we're just playing baseball still it like
2: i don't really know how to explain it i we're we're playing the game uh obviously everything counts so it's like maybe a little bit more heightened attention to detail uh Guys really trying to make sure that they're prepared as best as possible. So maybe a little extra time in the video room. A little extra time in the cages or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, we're still playing the game. And I don't think that we need to like make it bigger than it is. So we need to go and win three out of five. And then we need to win four out of seven twice.
0: Correct. Yeah, Yeah. yes, yes, that is still the math. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Is there an excitement level for you? Would, do you think, like, do you remember what you felt last year? Were you like, oh, my God, this is just cool?
2: Yeah, last year I was very nervous the night before. Uh, pretty n- nervous the morning of, but it kind of worked in my advantage because we had, like, the early slot. Oh, yeah, you love those. Yeah, you know, White Sox A's, uh, eh, eh, (laughs) you guys are at 12,
1: we need the Yankees, and uh, so we played at noon, and
2: it was like, I woke up, rolled out of bed, got on the bus, like waking up still, get to the field, okay, oh wow, okay, I gotta start, we're getting it going. And went out there and ended up having a really good one. Uh, So at the same time, you know, it was my first ever playoff game. You know, I was building it all up in my head. Kind of like what you've been doing the last two minutes. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. And uh, I go out there and I throw the first pitch and it's like, yeah, it's the same shit, man. So why am I going to like all my all this extra pressure on myself and make it so big in my mind like that's only going to make me tense up be Mm -hmm. tense like not i if i'm just out there and i'm doing my thing and i'm having fun i'm gonna be free you know i'm gonna have that snap on my shit, and uh that's how i'm gonna be successful so that's how i view it now i just
0: can I just tell you as
2: a fan... Being extremely focused is huge. Like, that's yeah. important. Like I got very locked in.
0: I was very focused. So it was a good game. Yeah, it was. Can I just tell you as a fan, it's excruciating watching playoff baseball. It is so much fun. But I watch it unlike any other baseball game. And I'm amazed that you guys are able to keep it in the same perspective because I, I can't as a baseball fan. I remember watching... Indians playoff games on a flight home when I had worked all week on MLB network and I'm, I'm like screaming in at 35,000 feet you know as Lonnie Chisholm is da- taking David Price deep uh, it's just it's very difficult on fans it's not your regular oh hey, it's one of 162 it's like oh my god Oh no, I get
2: that. I get that. But as a player, like if you're treating
0: it like that, I think you're, you're kind of fucked (laughs) (laughs) to be honest. I get it. I get it. Hey, more with Lucas in just a second, but first with the final week of the regular season here, here's your chance to collect the players and the moments that made this season so unforgettable with the tops bunt MLB card trader app. Topps Bun is the official digital trading card of the MLB and the MLB Players Association and releases brand new content each day featuring your favorite players, both past and present, as well as the iconic moments like teams punching their tickets to the postseason and oh, so much more. The app is free to play and collectors from around the world come together to connect and collect and play their collections in real-time scoring contests to win in-app prizes. So build the ultimate digital baseball collection, Craft or trade in lesser valued cards for more rare ones. Play the card wheel to win prizes and with every spin and complete missions to unlock new content as well. Tops Bunt 21, it'll also be the premier destination for all playoff action, releasing new collectible content with every twist and turn of the postseason. So download the Tops Bunt app now in the iTunes App Store and Google Play. All right. Um, you guys still have a few more games to play. This weekend, you will welcome your good buddies, the Detroit Tigers, Mm. to Chicago. Well, in the last game against uh, the Tigers in Detroit, Jose Abreu got plunked for the 21st time this year on an 0-2 pitch right on the elbow. Did not feel good. Get it. Uh, He ended up trying to move to second on a wild pitch. Slid in hard at second. He and I believe it was Nico Goodrum had some words and then... Here we go. The bench is empty. First of all, where were you in this whole little uh, fracas? Uh, I I was in the dugout, and then I ran
2: out there, and I was like, I don't know, someone. I don't know. I was somewhere in there. <laughs> oh, there you are. I uh, see you. I can't see. Yeah, I, I see you. Tell. You're right. I, I think I see you. I was just screaming things. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: at yeah. anyone in particular? Uh the pitcher, I think.
1: Oh. Okay. All right. So you got from your perspective what happened?
2: Hito uh obviously is like a hugely important part
1: of our team. He was our MVP last year. Uh He essentially had enough. He
2: gets hit so much. He's been hit like 22 times this year. The amount of times a pitcher tries to go up and in, because they're like, you know, scouting report, oh, you got to go up and in to get him out, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I do it all the time. I don't like hit guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a pitcher. You got to be a pitcher. So this guy has a Bray and an 0-2 count. They call for the up and in to put him away. And he misses like a foot and a half in and hits him
1: in the arm. It's not like it was close. Like, look at where that pitch is. That's not, I mean, that's not great. So,
2: now, if it was like, oh, you know, happened once, happened a couple times, then... And, again, Abreu, all year long, that keeps happening to him. Constantly happening to him from a bunch of different teams. And he's always like, okay, bat down. We'll be losing our minds in the dugout. We're, like, screaming. We're freaking out. He's bat down, runs to first. No problem. Like, when he got hit, he got hit by Karen Chak like, in the head. Yeah, he did. And... He went and was like arm around Karen Jack when we're all freaking out. Like, that's the person he is. And it just got to a point where enough was enough for him. Like, he couldn't. It just, like,
1: hit that breaking point. And we were right there with him. That was about it. I got it. So, but this
0: weekend, does Tony have to say something to you guys like, As much as you – because I read some quotes from Dallas Keuchel. Dallas said, hey, if I was going tomorrow, I'd protect my guy. And that's the sort of player that Dallas is. And that's the sort of guy you are and Lance Lynn and the rest of your staff. And I understand that. But you guys can't afford to be getting into a beanball incident when you're getting ready to try and make a World Series run, correct? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that I don't
2: know how that how all that stuff works. At the end of the day it's Tony's decisions.
1: Our manager. Right. Um yeah, I don't know. I'll put it to you this way. If it was
0: May instead of the last weekend of the regular season, it might be different. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: We'll move on your
0: honor.
2: Yeah. I got. You know, this is, a, this is a tough one to talk about, man. It's my teammate. Uh, I know it is. He's been, he's been wearing it all year. It's, it's, it's just tough
0: to see. Then let me ask you this, because you made a, I thought you made a really interesting point. Is it hard to pitch inside for Major League pitchers? No, I don't think so. Look at how many guys I've hit
2: this year with heaters. Like, uh, Robbie, pull it up. How many guys have I hit with fastballs
1: this year? We'll look into that. It's probably so. It's very few. Yeah. Why is zero? So why is it that guys have so so much difficulty? In your opinion, they lack command. I don't know. So if you can't throw inside, you you shouldn't be throwing.
0: It's okay
2: to. It's.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I if
2: especially if you are throwing 97 99 and you don't have command inside to your arm side or or your glove side based on whatever like you're putting people in danger like i know how to i'll pitch inside to a guy a righty and you can throw in like right here and and it's like yep that's going to back them up off the plate that's a good pitch in for effect but like to just like lose the ball and it's like going in hitting people guys in the forearm and shit.
1: I don't really like that, but, you know, again, it's just tough. Yeah,
2: it's tough. It's tough for Abreu because, uh, I mean, I don't know, man, his left arm's got to be made of like titanium because the amount of times <laughs> that he's worn like 95
0: plus off that thing this year, crazy. Uh, by the way, Robbie says you, you only had two hit by pitches all year. For a guy who's going to throw over two hundred innings, that's nothing. That's oh, nothing. I'm, I'm not throwing two hundred innings. I'm only at one seventy-five or something. Oh, sorry, it was my bad. You're going to get over two hundred strikeouts. I misread your stats this morning. Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you don't worry. You're not going twenty-five in your last start. We're gonna we'll keep it down. Yeah. Um, it did look like at the end of that Tigers game, and then we'll finish it with this that Liam Hendricks had a little something special to say to the Tigers dugout. Did you, I, first of all, let's play a sound full, Rob. I, I, I want to s- see if you can really hear it. Colt strike three. <laughs> he looks directly into the Tigers dugout. And that's just our starts- dugout. That is. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. For, first base sides our dugout. Okay.
2: That's what he always does. All right. So it was nothing I pe- special. I think people are trying to create stories out of nothing, man. Yeah, because I just flipped your dugouts on you. So that's on me. Uh, there's Yeah, there's no there, – the only difference, the funny thing about that one is he went scream, and I think the scream might have helped with the strikeout call because he went scream, stop, then more screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually – scre- he does the same thing every single time and it's like a lot of the shit he does every day mm. it's like same 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 it's like his he it's like two starbucks and then he does the legos and then he does this and does that he does the same thing every day and it carries out to pitching when he runs out from the mound or runs out from the bullpen out to the mound and the catcher's there tosses him the ball no the or umpire whoever no the he picks the ball up himself off the ground so like the catch will toss him the ball he will let it hit his glove hit the ground then he'll pick it up like he has a bunch of things he has to do same all the time and one of them is his like post save celebration where he does like this this way he turns the screaming it's all the exactly the same every single time and so that one he threw the pitch, he
0: screamed, <laughs> that's all looking at us, oh man, are you allowed to play with his Legos or no uh he
2: he'll give me some every once in a while. uh, oh. I was doing it earlier in the year, and then more recently i've I haven't found time like free time at the field to be doing stuff like that. I've been doing other stuff, so
0: did you build anything interesting um Let's see what
2: oh what I've built, um, a couple little Pokemon things, uh, a little like Star Wars ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. I've I've only built things like small stuff like that. But Liam's locker
1: is insane right now. What's the, what's the best thing he's got in there? I like the A wing. It's a big A-wing. Like massive. that big. Yeah.
2: The A-wing's the one they took down the ATATs. Yeah. Uh Batmobile, big. Big Batmobile. Right now he's doing the I was like, "What, what are you making, Liam? The Ghostbusters car? And he was like, no, it's the Ecto something ecto seven i don't know and i'm like so you're making the ghostbusters car no the ecto whatever (laughs) i'm like okay (laughs) i'm gonna stop trying to win this fight right here uh that's what he's making currently the ghostbusters car ecto plasma i don't know um what else a bunch of like heads there's like these heads Hmm. lego heads darth vader yeah boba fett um
0: yeah. Yeah, Legos, yeah. Big in our household. I, I got Miguel Rojas with his son to do it. Cause I build, I Legos watched that. I watched that clip. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. adorable. Yeah. Wasn't it great. And his son was waking him up every day. He's like waking him up at like six 30 in the morning after playing a night game. It's like, dad, we got to go do Legos. So I cost Miguel some sleep down the stretch, but that's okay. It was well worth it. Hey gang, look, nobody's perfect. People strike out with the bases loaded. We saw people missing short putts in the Ryder Cup. Sometimes you come up a little short, and it happens in the bedroom as well. But our friends at Get Roman want to help you. So go to GetRoman.com slash John now. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for all forms of EED. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional is going to work with you. Sit down. If medication is required, it gets sent free with two-day shipping to your home. So the great part about this, no doctor's office visits. You don't have to stand in line at the pharmacy. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. So getting started is really simple. GetRoman.com slash John and complete an online visit. Take care of your form of ED today. It's GetRoman.com slash now, and you get 15 bucks off your first month. Once again, that is GetRoman.com slash John Boy. If medication is required, two-day free shipping. Get started now and save 15 bucks on your first month. Hey, did you talk to Tyler about Kiermaier taking the card off the ground? We haven't had him back on since that happened. What was your take on it? Bro, the card's on the ground. Take it. Like... Well, that's it. Take it. You guys have the info now. Call it a day. Well, what about when the Blue Jays came over and asked for it back?
1: Here, have it back. Here you go. You already know it all. You already saw everything. Here you go. Have it
2: back. Did they refuse to give it back? Is that what happened?
1: (laughs) I'm a
0: little confused with it. The stories are reading very strangely, but we had Salvador Perez on. And I said, well, what would happen if you had lost your, your wrist guard and you knew they had it? He goes, I wouldn't care. I'd walk up to my pitching coach and say, we're changing everything. So they think we're doing one thing, we're going to do another. So it is yeah. going to screw them up.
2: A hundred percent. Yeah. See, bro.
0: Um,
2: no, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, the catcher, it popped out of his pocket or whatever, right? Right. Sorry, bro. Like you lost the card. Like it's on the ground. So Kiermaier picks it up, goes in the dugout. I don't know. Like the the <laughs> the story he told the media cracked me up. I'm like, dude, just say you saw the card on the ground. Right. You took it, and you right. wanted to know the information. <laughs> like, what, what's wrong with that? Is that bad? I didn't. I didn't understand. Like, wh- why so many people are getting upset?
0: Like, the card was on the ground. You know why people are upset because what supposed, happened with the 2017 like Astros has made us all very sensitive to information, whether you're getting it electronically or you, you know, people are like, well, if you, if you saw a thousand dollar bill, you wouldn't give the guy. Well, first of all, I've never seen a thousand dollar bill, but you understand my point.
2: So the way I see it, I, we don't, our catchers don't use cards like on our team. There's no cards.
0: They like, so they have to memorize stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no shit. They've been doing that for <laughs> centuries, right? It's like you have the scouting reports pre-game. You go over the the everything with the pitcher. You have a game plan, and then you try and execute it out in the game. I don't know what the card thing is for now. If it had like all the plays and like touch like touches for for uh, pickoff plays mm-hmm. and first and thirds, and it's like okay, now you got to like go back. Go in the dugout and be like okay we need to change some stuff because we just gave it up which i don't think is that difficult like you just change up some of the signage uh but if it had like scouting report information on the hitters it's like okay but like the hitters kind of already know what their their attack plan is against them from their own research right Like, if I'm a hitter, I know, okay, like, I'm weak to right-handed sliders. Like, they're going to try and put me away with that. Or, like, the heater up and in. So, it's not like there's anything really groundbreaking on there. Um, And if... It's like, okay, like, you lost the card. Let's go change up the sequencing then.
0: So, in your opinion, it was bullshit. Yeah, it was bullshit that he got hit. The next day. Look at that. That is great, though. Him staring directly at the card. He knew exactly what it was, by yeah, the way. Yeah, of course. Of course. What,
1: <laughs> what did do you he think? He... It was
0: his, his shopping list at the grocery store? Don't forget to get eggs. Almond milk. Yeah, he's looking back. He's like, <laughs> yep, I got
2: it. Cool. But, like, okay, you, you, you look at the info
1: on there and then give it back. I don't know. Yeah, he got hit the next day.
2: <laughs> Baseball's so funny sometimes. It really is. <laughs> it
0: really is. Um, so your, your series in Cleveland, Anthony Ghost got the pitch for the Indians. Pretty and nasty, man. How amazed are you at his story?
2: So I don't know the full story. I know all, Here's what I'll tell you what I know, and you fill in the blanks. He Played outfield in the big leagues mm-hmm. for a few years. Parts of five seasons. Parts of five seasons.
1: So he was an outfielder uh, hitter at the top, top level. And then,
2: you know, it ended up slowing down. He's like, oh, I'm a, I am throw really hard. I'm going to convert to pitcher. Or was it the organization telling him to do that? No, it was, it was him. Because he bounced around from several organizations. And he's like,
0: okay, I'm going to be a pitcher. Yeah. And how many years did that take? Well, it was from 2016 until now. So he's pitching in the minor leagues since 2016? He was working on it and working developing it. it. And then he, he got some shots in the minor leagues. And really, the Indians gave him his his big minor league break. He ended up pitching for Team USA over in Japan during the Olympics. And got to hang around with, you know, like... Dave Robertson really helped him out, he said, uh, and all these things. And he's not much of a talker. I think the last thing he wants to do is be in front of a microphone. But his story is pretty unreal. He was working odd jobs, including putting those flamingos, like those plastic flamingos, in people's yards as like pranks. People would hire him. He'd be rolling around Arizona during spring training with like 100 plastic flamingos in his truck so he could – yeah, I mean, these were just—he had odd jobs just to pay bills. Sick, but he made
1: it. Yeah, right. I, I, hey,
2: I was nasty, man. He was sitting ninety-nine, touching a
1: 100, 101. uh nice breaking ball. Nice, good command. Like, I'd say, man, you know, this is
2: like a. If I didn't know any better, I'd have been like, damn, like, how old is this guy? Like, you know, he's got to be young. He's so and so hard. So props yeah, to that's, him. That's it's awesome, a cool man. story.
0: It is a very cool story. Yeah, very cool. Um, you shoved it up my team's ass all year, dude. Would you would you like to take
1: this opportunity to apologize or no? Or. Winning, my squad all year in three starts. No,
0: thought since we were friends, you would just maybe, hey Chris, sorry about it. Just doing my job. The first one was so fun against Bieber.
2: Yeah, that was was just better though, man. It was crazy. He went nine innings, ten innings. (laughs) Did he pitch in the tenth inning? I don't even. I I think he got. I think he got (laughs) through nine. Yeah, Yeah. that was a good one. Oh. Yeah, th- this game was this game was interesting because well, I, that's a different one now. I don't know which one that was, but the last one was interesting because I was falling behind everybody, and I was like, "Well, I, the Indians—they've seen me so much; they know that when I fall behind, I just throw changeups and heaters, and it's like I can't just keep doing that. You know, I gotta, I gotta evolve, next stage of pitching, and so we're throwing a lot of sliders." 3-2 slider right there. See that? Yeah. 3-2 slider. That's something I used to not be comfortable doing, to be honest. And mm. now it's like second nature. Another 3-2 slider. Yeah, enough. I can see the dot from here. Thanks.
0: Jeez. I don't
2: have a great dot. You know, guys like spin the shit out of their slider. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's not light. I throw like a low spin rate slider. It's hilarious. Listen.
0: I might be the only guy. Lucas, we can't be great at everything. It's okay. It's all right. All right, so here we are at the, uh, at the end of September. Do you,
1: are you a fantasy football guy?
2: Not at all, Chris. Not at all. I tried once. I tried a couple years ago in our like team league. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, since I don't know anything about football and I'm not really a football fan, I ended up uh, getting together with one of our video guys, BJ. And he kind of sold me on the team because he had all these charts and all, these, all this analysis. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. like He knows what he's doing. So I was essentially kind of like bankrolling it a little bit. We might have gone half and half on on whatever. And and I remember being at the draft and being like, Oh, like I know that guy. He's a really good wide receiver. Let's get him. And then BJ would pull out his charts and be like, No, 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 no. Like we're going with this guy. I'm like because he's projected, da-da-da. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. Well, we ended up being terrible. Not a good fantasy football season and i just i just couldn't get into it like i'm just not a fan of football really like i tried watching um it was actually an exciting game I, i watched it the other night with a couple of the guys we were hanging out in a hotel room in cleveland
1: or wherever we were and it was the Aaron Rodgers, Packers. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, it was, versus, yeah, it was the Packers-Niners game.
2: Versus the 49ers, Garoppolo.
0: Yeah, great game.
2: Really, yeah, except they threw a flag damn near every play in the fourth quarter. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. This is boring. It's taking so long in between plays. Yeah, they I talk think. about baseball being slow. I'm like, what is this? They're throwing a flag Every single play. I
0: know. Sometimes the refs get right in the middle of that. I thought maybe, maybe Angel Hernandez and Joe West had become NFL referees for a second.
2: And I have a theory for football. Get rid of the helmets. What are you, nuts? Get rid of the helmets. Guys won't lead with their head anymore. They'll just tackle like that. Right. Instead of doing this thing. I hate looking at that. People like
0: watching that. No, nobody liked watching Devontae Adams get lit up by Jimmy Ward. Nobody liked that. Oh, God. He got knocked knocked out cold, it looked like. And then came
2: right back in after three plays. Oh, yeah. Just shoot him up with something, right? That's what they do in the NFL.
0: (laughs) So you're the guy that wants to see actual heads rolling. More Toradol. Give him more Toradol. There you go. Stop. You're the guy (laughs) that wants to see uh, heads rolling on the football field. No. I want to see guys like... You ever
2: watch rugby? Yes.
1: Let's compare
2: bit. brain injury of rugby and
0: NFL. I get it. We're not getting rid of helmets anytime soon. They've okay. done a, a remarkable job making them infinitely safer. There's no question. It, it, it has become – and they're, they're doing the best they can to get rid of those helmet-to-helmet shots. But, boy, it just looks – I will but tell like, you this.
2: There were other guys in the room – that were saying that, like, uh, I don't, I'm not up on all the rules. I'm not really a football guy. Right. But there were guys saying it's, like, too soft on quarterbacks. Or, I don't something like that, right? Like, quarterbacks can't even, like, it's yeah, like you, you touch them and it's a flag. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, man. I was watching the game. It's flags left and right. P.I. holding. It's yeah. like, so what? Just play the game.
0: Yeah. So There's what? a lot of. There's, a, there's been a lot of flags the last couple of years. They've tried to dial it back, and it's, it's hard. It's become such a difficult sport to officiate because the guys have become so fast on the field. Like yeah. I, I, I would implore you one day, hit up the Chicago Bears when they're good again, because you, you don't want to watch their offense right now because it sucks. When they're good again, get sideline passes to a game. You will say three things, okay? One, my kid's never playing that sport. Two, these guys do not get paid enough. And three, the thing that will stick with you the most is the sound. The Mm -hmm. sound of when guys are hitting one another at that velocity stays with you forever. And you'll be like,
1: oh,
2: yeah, I. So the first thing you said, like, my kids are already probably not going to play any football ever unless it's like flag. Right. I just I'm not about that. Yeah. I've never been like the biggest fan of like violent sports, um, boxing, MMA. It just doesn't, it just doesn't really grab my attention. Mm -hmm. And then football's basically like modern day gladiator. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's just, and then just how slow it is for some reason. Interesting. It just never, whereas baseball is very slow. Well, I don't know. If I didn't play baseball, I probably wouldn't really be a baseball fan either. <laughs> Glassnow
0: always says, Glassnow says he can't sit there and, and watch the game. He has to be doing something else. Like when he's... I'm trying to get better at that. Mm. Uh, of like sitting and
2: watching. I'm constantly moving around and trying to talk to people and like doing random stuff to help the time pass. But I am trying to be better about like, sitting watching maybe like trying to pick up pitcher tips or stuff like that so there's the like part of being a good teammate of no, like I- you know you're not playing but you're like in the dugout and you're in the game right you're like cheerleading yeah so i'm trying to be better about that um but yeah it's tough 162.
1: It's hard.
0: yeah It's tough i understand why those Red, those red Sox a decade ago were eating fried chicken and downed beer. Hmm. Like, I get it. I get it a little bit. Um, all right, before we get it out of here, the Wheel of Moderately Interesting Things. Uh, God, there's one topic on here I don't even know what the question's about. I'm looking at it right now. I, I wrote it several weeks ago, and if it lands on it, I'm going to... I have no idea.
1: So, hopefully well, that's you not know the
0: what sport, it lands. You know what sport I'm obsessed with right now? Oh, well, you're... It's perfect timing. Why? Because the category is only fans. Don't worry. It's clean. (laughs) It's easy. Take a deep breath. Come Um, on, Lucas. So what is this?
2: I don't know the category.
0: Only fans is... I know what it is. No, no, you don't. Not in the Rose Rotation standard. You don't. Only fans is what sports team... Do you live and die with as a fan? Ooh. or who was it back in the day? Or like, well, no,
2: I, I there is none from when I was a kid or anything like that. Okay,
0: now, yeah,
1: outside of the White Sox, <sighs> do you have a sports team that you you follow? Um, McLaren F1 team, baby.
0: Good one. So that's your, that's the sport you're in on, huh? Mm, Lando and Danny. Have you, have you gone to an F1 race?
1: No, I just became a fan like a week ago. How did this happen? My dad, my brother got into F1. Over the last couple years because
2: my cousin chris is a massive f1 fan and uh so my cousin chris super into it he's been into cars his whole life Mm -hmm. and i've never been into cars or anything like that never been into car racing but he's super into it that got to my dad and my bro they're getting into it they're telling me about it i'm like yeah yeah cool cool whatever Liam's a big F1 fan. Okay. And I'm around Liam every day. So he'll talk about it. He'll watch the races. And I'm just just starting to pique my interest a little bit. And then uh, I see Drive to Survive on Netflix. We're on the 11-day, 12-day road trip, right? I watched all three seasons of Drive to Survive in like six days. Hmm and i watched i took all that in it's fully sold okay i've been watching all this youtube on f1 like about rules like i'm learning about like the different tires i'm learning about how you know the, everything like how the cars are developed uh you know the teams of the past i watched the shoot the mocker documentary mm-hmm. on netflix that was cool Uh. And right now, I'm kind of it's, – it's hard to say, but I think my allegiance is is kind of going towards the McLaren team right now. I just like that
0: vibe over there. Interesting. Yeah. They, they, are the, uh, they are the greatest drivers in the world. They really oh, are. It's, it's insane. Yeah. You're oh not just God. turning left there. I want to go to one so bad. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Well, they used to have several – Races in the United States. There's I know one, they had a big one in one Austin. Now. There's one now. It's in Austin. It's yeah.
2: It's like the last week of October. Yeah, you might be busy though. I'm yeah. Might be busy. Liam said he's going if we're uh, not busy. Okay. Yeah, because him and Daniel
0: Ricardo are from uh, Perth. Both of them. Huh. Got it. Yeah, that would do it. That would do it. Well, listen. Um, I wish you luck in the playoffs uh we'll be checking in i i hope you have a long run and if so maybe we can do a playoff edition yeah i'm down why not okay. i like it i like it yeah uh go enjoy go have fun breathe through your eyelids and, and make sure the uh rose petals in the front isn't that what they said in Bull durham um yeah that was costner's breathe through line. Your
2: eyelids
0: that's the only one i remember yeah when he when he when when he had uh, I'm not a movie quote guy yeah when he had nuke lelouch they were talking about the garter goes in the front that susan sarandon gave him yeah okay there you go there you go good luck against the astros go have fun enjoy it you guys have worked very hard for your first division title in the last 13 years but i'm sure you don't want the train to stop and neither do we, we yeah, want to we'll keep a, it moving yeah we want That's to rose rotation going as far as you can So, Lucas, thank you. Special shout out to our producer, editor extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco. And thank Thank you you very much for listening. As always, here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.